Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hello. Hello. Hi, Carol. Hi. <laughs> Hi. How are you? Um, well, I'm, I'm feeling a little better. better. I'm feeling a little better in this moment. Um, Good. I think um, it kind of comes in waves. So when yeah. I start talking about it, I get all emotional, like right this second. So, um, yes, yeah, so I just start tapping through the point here. I am. Yeah. And um, so last night I woke up in the middle of the night and was just really upset. And then I just I just started tapping on um, like just I don't feel like I can do this, but I sort of I have to. I have to go back or I have to figure out a way to make this work or and um and then I kind of recognized that you know if I if I went back what what kind of things would actually change and um and also feeling like if I re choosing Tom means not choosing all these other things in my life, like my family and and um so I just kind of I just kept tapping on choose Tom or choose my family, choose Tom or choose my family and um yeah. after a little while i you know it really I really felt a lot calmer, and that it sort of centered me a little bit to um to recognize that I don't, I don't want to be put in that in that place of feeling that way anymore. That I'm choosing, I have to choose yeah. things that are important to me. I might have to give up, you know. And um, I had a conversation. I don't know if I this had happened last time we talked, but I had a conversation with my older son Mark and. You know, I, I try not to tell, tell them too much, but I was just letting him know that we were still in the beach house and, you know, things were a little iffy between Tom and me. And, and uh, I mean, he's he's 30. He, <laughs> he can handle some of this. And um, he, kind of, he kind of said to me, uh, well, he, he did say to me, you know, whatever you decide, I'm, I'm totally supportive of whatever you decide and and he said truthfully 
if um, if we were going to be going down to the beach house again, I would probably tell you I'd rather have not have Tom there. Yeah, that was kind of eye opening. Um, yeah, that um, and he's he's been you know Tom's not a bad guy or anything, but there's just nothing there's just nothing. You know, after a few pleasantries, he really, you know, it, it, I got the sense that, that there just doesn't feel like there's any kind of connection. There's just no connection. And it's true. Yeah. The last time he Tom was here when we had a Christmas get-together, um, he, was, he just seemed very disengaged. And, you know, my boys are very pleasant, nice... <laughs> nice men, nice young men and very intelligent and can carry on interesting conversations about lots of different things because they're very well read and informed and and so they make their attempts to to talk to him but he just doesn't doesn't you know do that and so that kind of it just sort of solidified that I think for me to keep trying to make this work would just contribute to that distance between yeah. you know my family. My yeah. family. And it's been it's been a very very long time. It's been like you know close to twenty years, right? Yeah. So yeah, the first. The first eight or nine years, I lived at, in his house, and then I moved out, and then, and then I felt like the last, you know, so these last few years, well, I moved out, and then we, then we got engaged, because things seemed to be getting better, and we did we did some Imago therapy, um, Imago relationship therapy, and. Um, right. But he didn't. He he just resisted really following through with using those tools, and you know, became really frustrating for me. So, but we yeah. did we did get engaged after that, and then I was always this. I kept waiting, you know. So, starting at that point, I was going over there every weekend with the intention that we would keep fixing up his house so I could move back in and we could actually be a couple. But everything I tried to do to to make that happen, I, you know, was was getting a lot of resistance and he was refusing to to buy another plate, like sell his house, me sell my house and us buy something jointly. And then... That's when he, but then that's when he suggested we buy the beach house. So that's where I was thinking, you know, that made, it was like, oh, okay, so we'll have that together. And then when that sort of bubble burst, I think he, we just started to spend even more time apart. And, you know, just over the last couple of years, I guess, it's gotten more and more distant. And, the attempts I keep have kept making didn't seem to do anything, and um, but I just think I just it's just 
sort of interesting that it, it um, even though I felt really disconnected in so many ways, that to actually then talk about not being in a relationship feels so bad. <laughs> and Of course. Well, you know, if you think about it, you have been with Tom in in a in an odd connection, but you have been really in a relationship with him longer than you were with Greg. Isn't that true? Yeah. Yeah, and it's and of course it's been a much more in in a lot of ways, except for except for the boys in my life, it's been I we did have a much better connect I did have a much better connection with Tom than than with Greg in 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 other in other words it was it's in general it's been more positive experience it didn't have the the constant um i mean you know yeah. with, with greg it was i would go days weeks at a time we were living together and not speaking to each other or or we were screaming at each other or you know it was much more volatile kind of relationship and um, so with Tom, it's it's been a lot more mature. <laughs> yes. And, yes. And and we have had wonderful times together, of course. Um, and so that's what, in some ways, it makes it even harder because there are so many good things about about him, and I think there's good things about me, and it's just. There's just this part of, I guess, part of him that um, is is so blocked. You know, that on the one hand, he can be very sensitive and caring, but there is there is this, this protective part that just won't sort of open up yeah. things and. And it's also very, in, in a way, my, see, the, the fact the fact that he is, are you tapping through the points, by the way? Just. Yes, I am. Very good, good. Okay. In a way, him live, being limited, I, I don't see it as much as a concern because it's like, okay, so, you know, we all have our light and our shadow and he has his limitations. Okay. My biggest concern all along has been that in some ways, who he is, in a way, is is instead of encouraging you to be all of who you can be, I have noticed that you have to shrink and not honor all of who you are in order to be with him. That is the part for me that feels almost slightly damaging. Do you know what I mean? Right, and and I and I think what what is frust- what has been frustrating for me is that like he will verbally he will say, Carol, I want you, I want you to be able to do all these things, and I don't want to hold you back. But he but he never got to that place where he said, "Who you are is too much for me, and I I need to let you." Like he wouldn't end the relationship, and you know it's just it's just been this last this last time that he finally said uh, I think we need I think we need to break you know from his place and 
And so, but then when I would, then when I would go ahead and do things that I like to do, I always felt like there was sort of this backlash of, um, you know, not, not, not outward punishment, but just because he felt emotionally un emotionally neglected or something because I was doing things that I like to do. And um, so I I know, so, yeah, so there's a part of me that knows I can be in in some ways, in many ways, probably a lot, a lot freer. And on the other hand, I think it is just, because we have been together for so long and we, I anyway feel like I have worked so hard and I have chosen to sacrifice so many hours of my time (laughs) trying to to, um, fit in on on the weekends to my own, at my own expense, neglecting myself and and uh, so it's just hard to think that oh yeah after 20 years we're going to decide that this can't this can't work yeah and and it's sad it's sad to think of it that way right what's that that it's sad to think of it that way that after so long and so much effort just the idea of giving up probably feels really kind of devastating. Like, really? You you put so much into it. Yeah, and um, he called me at work yesterday because we had some, something related to the closing on the beach house. And at the end of the conference, so, and we have to go down one more week this weekend to finish cleaning it out. And... Um, so we were just talking about that, and we're going to go down together and do that. And um, at the end of the conversation, I, I said, "You, you know that I love, I still love you." Or something. I basically said that. And he said, "Oh, well, I love you too because you know we're lovable people." Wow. <laughs> and I thought. Oh, that's an interesting way of putting it. So it it sounds like he's clearly kind of just like, okay, we can love each other sort of in that agape, you know, you're a good human being kind of love person. Yes. And wasn't saying, yeah, I really still love you. It was, oh, well, of course we love each other because, you know, we're good people, you know, the... Yeah. And um and so that you know, it just we haven't specifically said, Okay, we are we are we are ending this. Yeah. Um but I'm certainly getting the message and I and I guess because I really never thought he would be the one to ask for this kind of break. Yeah. Because he's been so passive. Um 
that I, I think part of this pain that I'm feeling is just that sense of feeling, re, you know, uh, I'm feeling rejected. And, yeah. um, and I know, of course, you know, in my, in my head, I know that it's not rejection to decide we need to go in a different direction. And that's how I'm trying. I'm trying to look at it as um, not kind of not kind of giving up, but kind of saying, okay, we're helpless to change things, and we need to try something different. Yeah, which makes me feel like a little less um, stuck or. What what it seems to me, Carol, is that there's a part of you. So it, it, what I what I hear is that there's 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 two parts of you in this moment that seem very loud and clear to me, and one is um, all the the different, um, if you will, details of reality in a way that you know you're selling the house. Um, the words that are being spoken, certain things like, you know, nothing is um, um, just being, like, said outright. Like you're saying, nobody has said, well, not breaking up or we're not going to be in connection. And yet it's like, it's the, almost an implication. And that is one piece. But what I also um, sense, can you hear me okay? Yeah. Okay, good. As it looked like I was getting a call, but it's not nothing that I need to attend to. Um, it's also that I, I sense I have a very clear view intuitively of the energy in your soul, which is the, it's almost like your soul is saying is already grieving and is saying goodbye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, and there's a part that is trying almost to. To make sense, it's like, is this really happening? Are we doing this? Right. What is happening? And, and right. your soul is saying, you know what? Um, I, I'm, I put so much, and I, I may be done. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think um, it is, a, it is just a process of trying to. To create a a new vision for myself because I've had I've been holding on to this delusional vision I guess for so long yeah. and uh, and it just there's parts of it that just don't make sense because it seems like since we've talked about the break having a break um, he's he seems to have more energy and he's started to clean up things in his house. And, you know, I think I you mentioned this last time I talked to you, you know, he's lost some weight and, yeah. and it just feels like, okay, is that, is, is he trying to do that because he doesn't want to end the relationship and he wants me to think um, maybe things could be better over there or is, is the thought of, is the vision of ending the relationship giving him 
motivation to to do something different, you know. Yeah. And and I guess I found myself, you know, re of course rehashing everything in my mind, like oh I should, maybe should have I should never have, done, you know whatever never have bought the house never have moved out never you know. Maybe I'm the one that is the really selfish person and I can't, you know, all that stuff. And the people that know me say, of course, that's not true. Yeah. That I have, you know, most people who know me say, Carol, I would never have put up with what you put up with. And you've been so patient and you tried to, you know, accept his limitations to, you know, everything. Yeah. And it just, it's just sad that it wasn't, somehow it wasn't enough. And I guess that comes from my uh, feeling that, I have to, you know, fix him or something. Yeah. And, of course, he doesn't think he even needs to be fixed. <laughs> you know, he's yeah. perfectly fine with who, who he yeah. is. And, you know, he, he thinks he's so happy that, you know, compared, in, in his mind, compared to everybody else, he, he has a life, you know, and... In my mind, I'm thinking, well, I don't. What life is that? Because our experience, my experience with him, is we're either, uh, you know, doing some errands, and then he basically is sleeping all weekend. Yeah. And um, anyway, so we have we have um, tickets for two more shows. You know, he buys, he's been buying me season tickets for Broadway, Philadelphia for the last few years. And we have two more shows this month, the last two shows for the season. And he hasn't said anything about about them. So, you know, I'm starting to go in my mind, like, all right, do I bring up the shows? Are we going to go together or? Is he even going to want to go? Is do I want him to go? <laughs> you know, right. Um, That's has, a very good point too, right? He has the uh, he has the tickets, so and it's yeah. he he's not really into Broadway stuff, but he bought them, you know, to bought them for me, and and you know, and I was really and I really appreciate that because it has been something that we. You know, it's on the it's on the schedule. We have something that we do together, and um, but he would much rather, you know, be working in his lab or something than going to a Broadway show. But um, whenever he goes, I mean, he enjoys it, and um, so the the. The t- the show the first uh, coming show is the day after we close on the beach house, 
And um, so, I mean, I guess I'll have to ask him about it. But um, it just feels really strange. What what would feel, if you were to honor yourself right now, what is it? Yeah, because um, what is really strange is that you've had a relationship for 20 years and all of a sudden it's like everything is, you know, you, you're going, right? It's almost like a, a, a well-oiled ma- machine is a relationship that has been, uh, w- you know, to some degree working and moving. And right. now everything is a little bit up in the air, so you're considering, well, what happened with the theater and what happens with the different things that you have in his house? Is there anything that you want or not want? Do you want to bring it or not? And it's just things are up in the air. And what what is resonating with you, Carol? If you just, I'm going to invite you to, you know, your mind is trying to find a way to understand what is happening. And I have the sense that your heart and your body and soul have 100% clarity. And I, I don't know exactly what that is, but I'm, I'm curious if we, were, if we were to explore together a bit, what is it that, what is the message from your body when it comes to what is going on? Oh, well, um, I guess it's, um, it's really, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, because I I, I think it's, I go back and forth um, with, of course, you know, there's part of me that I just, I just want things to go back to the comfort level that it was, <laughs> even if it wasn't yeah. perfect, you know, and yeah. it was, it was still what we had, and it was still, it was part of the, which we, you know, it was, I, predictable, I guess, you know, yes, and, um, My sister, uh, who is, she's a psychoanalyst and she's also a minister, my sister Anne, and uh, I was talking to her when I was having a bad moment, and and she she often will make references to biblical stories, and uh, she says, well, you remember when, when Moses freed the Israelites? And they were crossing the desert. That even though they were free from slavery, they railed at him for sending them to this scary place of not knowing. Right. So she said it's totally, you know, this is totally understandable that you that you are really in this unknowing place, and it's not, it's painful, and. And I guess that's why that's what gets me so confused is that there were so many times when I just wanted to I just wanted to end things and it seemed so clear and then when it's actually happening I just feel like 
I can't do it. Yeah. And I know it's just a feeling, but then I recognize that the mind and the body is so connected, you know, so I keep telling myself, you know, nothing bad is happening really right now. But it's okay. So let's let's connect with that that part of you that there's a, there's a little girl that is really scared. Is that possible? That there's a little there's a little girl that you can we can say a little part of you that is really really scared of this huge change and all the implications that it can have and it could have in your life, right? Yeah. So let's 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 actually. Look at her and connect with her. Is that okay? Okay. So so let's actually take a deep breath. And ah, one more. Low in your belly. And notice what what is it? If you were to sense or connect with that look that part of you that is really, really scared of not being in relationship with Tom anymore. The idea of not having him in your life, of not having both the the habit and the responsibility and the annoyance of having to deal with his quirkiness or his house or what what is that is so scary about the change? What is she scared of? Well, I think I think it just comes down to um, that somehow I I missed the boat or I missed the okay. I didn't I didn't do the right thing and okay. And, okay. Uh, just, I'm going to regret it. <laughs> okay, you're going to regret not being with him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna regret having let it. You know, I don't know, asking, expecting too much, and which pushed him away, or you know, somehow I'm yeah. bad and. He can be, you know, Tom can be so judgmental about people. And so there's this part of me that thinks, oh, okay, now I'm going to, I'm going to be on his list of Mm. crazy crazy people. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I mean, there's also a part of me that doesn't think that's really true, but... No, but that's it's good. It's good. It's totally good because see what I'm inviting is the part of you that is scared, that is really, and that's okay. So okay, let's actually tapping through the points, but it's like there's a part of me that is scared. There's a part of me that is scared. There's a part of me that is really used to having Tom in my life. There's a part of me that's used to having Tom in my life, and I really do love him. And I really do love him. Even though I still want more things for me. Even though I still want more things for me. 
that he cannot accompany me or give me. That he cannot give me. That doesn't mean that I don't love him. Doesn't mean that I don't love him. And I'm really scared that somehow I'm going to miss the boat. I'm really scared that somehow I'm going to miss the boat. Somehow I'm going to make a mistake. I'm going to make a mistake. And I'm just, I'm going to regret creating this distance. I'm going to regret creating this distance. I'm really scared of making a mistake. I'm really scared of making a mistake. And then, in knowing Tom, and knowing Tom, I could I could just get in his no-no list. I'm going to get on his no list. Oh, maybe you can call it something else. I don't know what his list is called. <laughs> oh, and that's uh... I don't know, his reject list or something. Yeah, reject list, yeah. And I'm not going to be able to get out of it. And I'm not going to be able to get out of it. I'm going to regret asking for too much. I'm going to regret having asked too much for too much. Expecting too much. I expect too much. Wanting too much and pushing him away. Going too much and pushing him away. Take a deep breath. Blow it out. Yeah, and just connect with that part again, the part of you that is so, so scared of really wanting more and in some ways pushing him away. Is it still that intense? Not quite as intense. I think um, what came up for me is that I really don't need a lot, <laughs> and I felt like what I was what I was wanting wasn't over the top. And I never, I never asked him to help me financially at all, even though after we got. Are, are you are you tapping now? Because this is yeah. this is really huge. This is this yeah. This is huge. So so yeah. Repeat after me for a moment. Sorry, just okay. tapping through the points. I'm realizing I really don't need a lot. I'm realizing I really don't need a lot. And more than that, what I'm actually wanting and needing is very reasonable. More than that, what I actually want and need is really reasonable. I never ask him to support me financially. I never ask him to support me financially. Or any other extravagant thing. Or any other extravagant thing. I just wanted him to... See me and encourage my energy. I wanted him to see and encourage my energy. To be exactly who I am. Accepting of who I am. And he just couldn't do it. Just couldn't do it. 
he hasn't been able to make space in his life for me. He hasn't been able to make space in his life for me. And now he's changing. Now it feels like he's changing. I don't know if he yeah. really did. But he, yeah, but he's not even admitting that he's doing it for me or for us. Right. Yeah. yeah, which makes me, which leaves me very confused about things. Yeah, it makes me very confused. And more so when I tell him that I still love him. And more so when I told him I still loved him. He just said that we're both lovable people. Is that what he answer, really? He, he said, he said, I, well, I, I I still love you too. We're we're both lovable people. Okay. Oh, so he um, he did say that he still loves yeah, you too. Yeah, he did say he still loves me too, but it was then followed by, of course, we're both lovable people. Kind of like you know, like everybody is lovable. Yeah. You know, not not because he still loves me, because I'm his missing piece, as he used to say. Yeah. There's a part of me that feels like without Tom, I wouldn't be totally whole. There's a part of me that feels without Tom, I wouldn't be totally whole. I do like his company. I do like his company. To a degree. (laughs) To a degree. Isn't that true? (laughs) Yeah, there are times, you know, when we're having a lot of fun and, you know, we get to laughing hysterically about things and he has, he has an amazing sense of humor and uh, yeah. just a certain way about him that can be very, very fun. Uh, but I think those times are few and far between, and oftentimes the things that I want to do in addition to that kind of fun are just too much for him. Like, I'm just more, I like to be outside, I like to, you know, go places, do, you know, go to fairs or go, and those can be too, too, um, too much energy for him because he's he gets tired after walking a lot and back hurts. You know, they're just not... I always feel like I have to cut those things short and or he doesn't want to go at all. You know, do yeah. that kind of and so as I've been seeing... So I've been trying to... Like today at work, I was looking at this website that sort of shows, has a whole summer calendar of things in the in the county... And, um, like, just looking at all the stuff that if if I had the time, I would just love to do. And so, you know, it started, you know, it started to help me feel like, oh, you know, there are I I would probably never know about these things if if I were still in this relationship. 
Yeah. Or if I knew about them, we wouldn't necessarily go. Um, well, I mean, we have done things like that once in a while, but it, I just, it always seems like such a struggle because um, he often has excuses. Like it's too hot, too cold, it's raining, my back hurts. Zoe, and and is is it possible that there's a part of you that doesn't feel totally, totally clear about what's going to happen next? Well, I, I I think when I when I start to feel um you know so like this when I start to feel like okay. The weekend's coming up. Um, Friday, like we had talked about going down to the beach house Friday night. And but I have I have a client that I'm seeing in my practice Friday after my work. And I said, Well I have I have a client around dinner time but I could come over after that and we could go down. And he kinda of said, Oh well you'll be you'll be too tired let's just go Saturday morning, which means, mm. which basically means, you know, I shouldn't come over to his house Friday night because then we'd have to, I'd have to spend the night there. And so part of me is like, well, that's probably best in my mind. But then the other part of me is, well, is it, is it that, is it already that place where he's like, we can't, I can't, I can't mm. be over there ever again. And, of course, I do have a lot of my stuff that's still over there. And um, so that was just kind of strange to think about when I, then I start to feel um, off balance. You know, my routine is, our routine is, is not the same even though we basically said we're, we haven't basically said, but when he asked for a break and we just kind of developed into, I haven't been over there since because we've been down at the shore every, I have every weekend since the Mother's Day thing. Yeah. And uh, so I'm, I'm kind of making an assumption that he's seeing this as that we are on this, break and quite you know but it isn't to me it isn't clear all right are we divorcing (laughs) are we or are you really just testing it out for yourself and me and we're just testing this out to see and then but when I start to feel so upset you know part of me thinks well that means I should I should convince him that we need to stay together, and that's mm. when I get, that's when I get all kind of confused. It's like, well, but what 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 would happen then? Because you know that's what I've been doing this whole relationship is trying to convince him that he's lovable and convince him that I can love him. And it clearly doesn't work. 
Yeah. And it's interesting because have you ever, ever, uh, have you ever told him that you really needed, you needed a break, that you loved him, but the relationship wasn't quite working for you, and therefore you were not going to need a break? Like in very, in these very simple and clear terms, have you ever done that? I'm just curious. No, no, and it's because, and it's interesting because I was, I was almost really, I was almost to that place myself just before this all happened. I was finally getting to that place where I was ready to say, listen, I think it would be good for us, especially with the, when the whole decision to, to sell the beach house. Um, right. Came up and and I guess maybe he was feeling it too, but he used that moment when we when he we had that little fight to kind of fill his beans about wanting a break. Um, and. The only the only other time I guess that we we had a minor was when I bought my house and he was upset about it. We didn't see each other for a period of time, maybe I don't know five or six weeks or something. Yeah, he was, he was hurt by my doing that and. Then, then we just kind of started communicating again, and um, but I was the one who. I mean, it was still it was still upset, it was upsetting to me because he. Um, here I here I had done this, which was pretty scary to begin with, to buy my own place without anybody else, and and then once again I felt like I was being punished even though living with him at that time, I felt like we were kind of living together but separated because we hardly ever saw each other because of work schedules and he was always mad at me because of my involvement with with my kids. Your kids, right. And so, you know, I basically said, I think we should make the outside look like the inside. And I feel like we're feel like we're emotionally separated or, you know, we're we're kind of passing ships in the night here. And so let's see how this goes. I buy my house and then he was all <coughs> sort of shocked and felt like, and felt like, and we weren't, we weren't even engaged or anything and he hadn't made me move to put me on the deed or the will, you know, in his will. Or, and so I said, I, I need to have something. I need to build something for myself. And, and that's the first time he said, oh, well, I felt like we were married. And I was like, well, what do you mean? I brought up getting married once and you flipped out that, you know, I wasn't being romantic and and then it never happened, and then you never brought it up again, and now you're telling me you feel like you're married. So, so it's just, so then when he didn't, then when I went ahead with it, 
and uh, he shut down for me for a while, and, and then I felt really, that was really hard, and but that was a very long time ago. How long have you owned your yeah. house? Yeah, so I've been in my house about, uh, I think it's like 10 years this summer. Yeah. I think I, I bought it in 2006, 5 or 06. And, um, yeah. Take so a deep breath, Carol. Take just for a moment. Just take a deep breath and come down into your belly. Just take one more. Just deep blow into your belly. And notice how intense is the fear now. There's one little piece that I think will be very important to do. You could raise your your fear of making a mistake or your fear of not being with him or him not being in your life. How intense would you say it is right now? I think it's maybe still about a four or five. Okay. Okay. It doesn't feel. It doesn't feel as intense. That as intense, yeah. Yeah. So let's step together in the karate point because there's one important component here that I would like to. To just bring in, invite in. So as we tap in the gratitude point, take a good breath and really blow it out. Even though there's still a part of me that is really scared of making a mistake. Even though there's still a little part of me that's really scared of making a mistake. Of wanting or asking for too much and pushing Tom away. Of wanting or asking Tom for too much and pushing him away. Take a breath and blow it out. I am open to being clear and at peace. I am open to being clear and at peace. Connecting with my true self. Connecting with my true self. And trusting my intuition and my heart. And trusting my intuition and my heart. Even though there's still a part of me that is really concerned. Even though there's still a part of me that's really concerned. And worries that not being with Tom might be a mistake. And worries that not being with Tom might be a mistake. Because he is a good man. Because he is a good man. And I have put so much energy into trying to make this relationship work. And I've put so much energy in trying to make this relationship work. I don't like the idea of giving up. I don't like the idea of giving up. Take a deep breath and blow it out. Um, I honor all of who I am. I honor all of who I am. My heart and my fear. My heart and my fear. Tapping through the points. I'm still a little afraid of making a mistake. Still a little afraid of making a mistake. 
And maybe I ask for too much and I'm pushing him away. Maybe I'm asking for too much and pushing him away. And knowing Tom as being so judgmental. Knowing Tom as being so judgmental. I'm going to get into his reject list. I'm going to get on his reject list. And I'm not going to be able to get out of it. I'm not going to be able to get out of it. That would be really intense for me. Be really intense for me. I don't like being in anybody's reject list. I don't like being on anybody's reject list. I actually really don't like being on anybody's reject list. I really don't like being on anybody's reject list. Everybody should love me. Exactly. I am very lovable and everybody should love me. Very lovable. Everybody should love me. And value who I am. I value who I am. Take a deep breath. And as you blow it out, keep on tapping through the points. This part of me that is so scared. Part of me that is so scared. It's actually quite young. It's actually quite young. And doesn't know that I have so many tools. Doesn't know that I have so many tools. So much awareness. So much awareness. So much insight. So much insight. An ability to take care of myself. An ability to take care of myself. It is true. I do love I do love Tom and I want to be with him. It is true. I do love Tom and I want to be with him. And I also want to be with someone that can value and love all of who I am. I also want to be with someone who can value all of who I am. And encourage me to be all of who I am. And encourage me to be all of who I am. Loving my energy and my fun self. Loving my energy and my fun self. And that part of me that gets scared doesn't know that I deserve that. Part of me that gets scared doesn't know that I deserve that. And that I really have a lot of a lot of tools to move forward in life. And, and that I have a lot of tools to move forward in my life. Because do you see, Carol, that, that usually the part that really gets scared is a younger part of us that doesn't know that you have grown and there's mm-hmm. so much more to you and your life. Mm-hmm. There's so much more. And this part is really not very aware of it. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. As you take a deep breath and connect with your fear again, tell me what do you notice? Any sensations, emotions, or thoughts that are coming up? Well, my uh, my body feels a little more relaxed, and um, I think I think what started to come up 
is that um, I I am a pretty confident person, and um, there have been a lot of things that I've put off doing or getting involved in, you know, just community stuff that started to just kind of run through my head that I could just do start doing those things now um, <laughs> because because I don't have anybody to worry about saying oh something else on your schedule <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. um, yeah you know because I I I just think there's things that I that are important to me that I put off because I can't any spare time I have, I feel like I've had to focus on um, paying attention to what Tom needs, and yeah. he doesn't have the energy to, to do those things with me. And they, you know, they might be just community things or volunteer things or things at my church or, you know, not any big heavy duty stuff, but just I I get a lot of information from a lot of places and I think, oh, I, I would like to help out with that or, but I, I put a lot of that aside that I used to do, be much more involved in years ago and um, so I think, I think when I get to that, when my body is in that scared mode, it does, it it does sort of forget that um, those those other parts of me that are there and um, so kind of that that was good to kind of recognize that those young parts are disconnected from my present yeah so is it is it possible that there's a part of you that is really scared and there's a part of you that is really excited and kind of thrilled at the idea of the freedom that you will have. Well, yeah, and I've had those I've had those moments where I get that sense like, oh, you know, this could be really exciting, and then, but then it it's 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 almost too. That in itself is scary because then I think, well, am I being, you know, I start to question that is it so foreign because I haven't felt that in such a long time. You know, I start to question it and I push it away and I'm like, oh, well, that's, that's, that's sad that I couldn't, you know, couldn't have that with Tom. Yeah. And, um, but I have had those moments and even before this recent, you know, this thing that's going on now, when I used to think about if I weren't, you know, in a relationship, what I could be doing, I would get those glimpses of, uh, just wanting to feel, just to feel free, you know, to, to be, be me, <laughs> free to be me, 
Yeah. Um, and tell me, Carol, why would I want you to test it for size right now, okay? If you were to know, oh my God, because it's is it, can can you put you on hold for just half a second? Is that okay? I'll be right back. I'm so sorry. Yeah, 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 sure. Okay. Hi, Carol. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. It's my daughter's um, graduate dinner in, in an hour, and she's asking for some things. Okay. So, yeah, well, so that's what happened. Over. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, because of the time, I decided I could take a minute. I'm sorry about that. That's okay. So I'm just curious if you just check in with yourself for a moment, and you... You allow yourself to have that space and say, okay, for the next two weeks, I'm just going to pretend that I'm not with him. Or, you know, I know that you have the closing of the house coming up, so maybe a little harder. But, you know, starting certain days, like, okay, for two weeks, I'm not going to be in contact with him, and I'm just going to pretend that I'm on my own. Almost like try it for size. How does that feel? You don't have to do it, but I'm just curious. How does your body respond to that idea, that invitation? Well, um, I guess there, because I'm, I'm just, I'm so conditioned to think about um that then my role is to to stay in connection because he he doesn't right that it feels a little um it's 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 kind of anxiety producing so it's it's been really hard not to um even for this these last few weeks um not to start 
reaching out to him more. Because um, I, I had kind of stopped calling him during the week because he had stopped calling me. Yeah. But the last few weeks, went after he said, you know, you wanted to break and then all that, you know, I've had this, I've had these urges to now, you know, start texting him more or calling him, you know, or leaving messages or, um, and I have, I've been trying not, I've been trying not to, <laughs> I haven't really, but it's really hard for me to not want to go into, to repeat that pattern of being the one to try to draw him back, you know, draw him out, uh, try to get some something from him. Right. So it, um, and I'm thinking of, okay, if I don't, you know, so even this Friday, um, I was thinking, well, maybe I should I could I could still call and say, well, can I come over? And then I thought, well, do I, you know, do I really want to go over? Or am I just going, wanting to go over because I'm feeling insecure and and sad and want reassurance that I'm still a good person. I'm not a bad girl. Right. Yeah. You know, so. It, if I did go over what what would it be like? We would I would just do the same thing we've always done, which is sometimes frustrating. We watch TV and um, sometimes we have good conversations and sometimes we don't. Uh, we haven't had intimacy in a while, at least since Mother's Day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I think it was probably before then, but, you know, so I do this sort of back and forth in my head about if, you know, when I feel like I'm, oh, I miss him or I want to be with him and I I have to stop myself and say, well, what do I miss? What do I really miss? I mean, yeah, I could think of the good things I miss, but. I don't miss feeling like everything is so negative and I don't miss hearing that he can't do things or I don't, you know, I don't miss feeling just stuck or, you know, stifled. Um, So I have to keep reminding myself of those the reality of who he is. And yeah, and it's interesting because there's a part of you that is scared that you're going to be the bad girl. You're still, still tapping for the points? Yes. Yes. Is it I'm possible that this... on, I think I'm going to have bruises on my face. <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> now, just be very gentle. And at any point, Carol, that you feel like it's too much, you can just touch very gently, tap and breathe and move to the next point. You don't have to tap anymore, but just hold, you know, just tap, 
touch and breathe, sorry, touch and breathe, yeah. okay. you know, allow your, yeah, I know, I know the feeling, I have, I have been there, you know, like tapping in a workshop for like a couple of hours and it's like, okay, <laughs> that's not <laughs> yeah, but maybe there is a little part that I would love for you to notice when there's that little part of you that is, feels like it's not going to be a good girl if she's not being nice and checking on him or, you know, checking with him. Is he okay? Does he need connection? Um, you know, what is going to happen if you don't, you're not there for him? What is the concern? And just say, you know what, the truth is he's a grown man and he really can take care of himself. And if he really needs something, he can call. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? So it's, it's amazing how long it can go and how powerful it can be when you choose to soothe that part of you that is, that is judging you. Right. So there's a part of you that is, that is getting scared. There's a part of you that is feeling like you're doing something wrong. Right. So as you, t- as you just take another breath and oh, just really get in touch with that, that fear, that concern that you're either doing something wrong or somehow you're going to disappoint him or you're not going to be a good girl. Right. How present is that in this moment? Um. Well, I, th- I think it's it's present in a um, sort of a um, more a, in a thought way. Like I think that's kind of my script from my my early experience with my mother and how she told me I was the devil. And you know, I, right. I feel like I've. Uh, at that point, I had made a decision that I had to be the perfect child or else my mother was going to be, you know, I was going to turn her into a devil. And then I, you know, yeah. I was damned for life. <laughs> yeah. And I cut those certain parts of me off. And so whenever I am pushing the limits on something, <laughs> I get confronted with that. Uh oh, I'm I'm gonna go over the over the limit of being. I'm just gonna be bad, you know. Who who I am is just bad. Yeah. So that little part forget that what I'm doing is it's not really bad. Even even if. My sisters were mad at me when I was five or whatever I was doing. I still wasn't a bad girl because I wasn't intentionally trying to be bad. I was just doing of course. And um, but I think that I, you know, I learned so well and experience that wasn't. Safe. Yeah. And is it true, does it still hold true today that 
if you don't take care of others so that you in some way are responsible for others' well-being like you were for your mom. There's still a part of you that, because I know that, you know, in your mind, you know very well what the reality is. And yet there's, there's you know, there's still are younger parts that may still hold on to those those experiences yeah. to a degree. Yeah, I, I think, I think it is, it is that, um, that somehow... I am I am supposed to take care of everybody, but um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, and I think with with Tom, you know, he has this sort of this expectation that you know when if, when you're a couple, like you you have to put aside, you know, it's almost to the extreme. Like I remember years ago, I we were still living together, and um, I had planned to take the boys on a vacation with my sister and her kids to do some whitewater rafting in West Virginia. And so it was my two sisters and all their all their kids and me. You know, there wasn't any fathers that went along. And Tom had to work. And so and at that time, he didn't take a lot of vacations anyway because he was working all the time. But he, he got sick. And we were way out in the boonies, so I, at that time, cell, cell towers weren't everywhere, and he couldn't reach me. And then finally, I got I got a message from him at some point, and he was telling me how sick he was, and like like what was what was I supposed to do? Uh, and then when I got home, I could tell he just was really angry and distant and and he said he can't believe I like I was supposed to go leave to come home and take care of him um, yeah. like and even if I had come home it, it wasn't like I mean he had, a, he had a really bad cold or like a chest cold you know I suppose it could have turned into pneumonia but <laughs> He could have gone to the doctor and, you know, I mean, he wasn't, you know, it was just, it just was, he, I always got these feelings like I I wasn't doing enough, you know, I wasn't taking care of him good enough. And, and also it was, I think that the combination, because you were spending time with your children, right? Exactly, and so the, it was always that is, I, there was always a competi- a little bit of a competition. Yeah, that, that, in that I was, I was, they were more important to me than he was, and and you know, I mean, if he had been really sick before before I left, or and it was clear that he couldn't manage, very possible that I would have changed my plans if if it was really that dire, I mean, but, yeah, so, so that kind of triggered my, those kinds of things, you know, his, his sort of neediness, uh, or always feeling neglected when I was paying attention to other people, um, tapped into my, 
part that always felt like I was expected in my family or at least some point in my family to that, that mom as I got older and I was athletic and strong and she would always say oh I can always count on you Carol to you know to help me <laughs> and mm-hmm. you know she had polio and so as she got older sometimes she had trouble walking or getting up or and um and so there was a part of me that felt sort of honored and special because, oh, mom, you know, I'm the one yes. she, she depends on. But but I think it was also clicked into or reinforced that desire to get her approval. Mm-hmm because of all those years before of, you know, having been bad. Um, and so I, I think it's just, it's just this process of becoming more conscious about what's, what's, what is real in, right now in the present. And, um, You know, not yeah, exactly. Not what is the what is the reality now? What is the reality that? And <laughs> I'm I'm very aware that well, like I'm today I'm like in expanding mode, and soon I'm gonna have to be on call because my daughter is I coming. I know. I'm sorry. I'm, uh, <laughs> no, no. Oh, never. You never have to be sorry. I'm the one that has <laughs> to set some, you know, some. <laughs> but I'm just want to invite you to see where you are right now. Is that your reality today? So that's the past, and it comes a time where I'm feeling like it's very important that you just respond in a sense of like, you know what? My reality today is that even though that was my past, I no longer need to be responsible for others, or I choose to own a different reality, right? I choose to... Is that possible to say, I choose to try on a different role, to be responsible for myself and empower others to do the same? How does that sound? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that possible? Um, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, cho- I choose to be responsible for myself. And what was the other part? Do, do something different? And- and yeah, no, and, and just really and empower others to do the same. So I choose to be responsible for myself and empower others to do the same, to be responsible for them, you know, for their side, and therefore uh, I don't need to take care of them, right? Right. Yeah. One second, one second. Um, sorry. Okay. Sorry, Carol. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Ah, how are you feeling? Your energy feels very different. Like I feel like you, we've gone through a, um, a transition today into exploring <laughs> and voicing a lot of like boozing your your way into, <laughs> into yeah. some more clarity well, and spaciousness. Uh, yeah, I think um, you know, I, I clearly. I mean, it's not not going to be over, but. Um, I think it just helps to keep processing what, remembering what what my experience has been over the last number of years, and um, that yeah, that change change can be a good thing, and it doesn't whether it means we're not together or we figure out a way to be together, I think this this will be this change will be um valuable. Yeah. Because I think it couldn't stay the same and I think that's what both of us kind of said on that Mother's Day is like we can't keep doing the same thing. Something has to change. And and I recognize that and I think the fear that um, it, that it does mean we can't be together, you know, and yeah. So often when we've come to this place before, it's been we we have to keep trying, and we can't, you know, neither one of us was willing to admit something different, move on because to whatever whatever we needed, <laughs> right. <laughs> Still too powerful. Yeah. Um, but but it anyway. seems like there's there's no but it seems like there's something that is shifting for you regardless and it it's it's almost like there's there's a part of you that is needing this and not totally you know even if you don't have a hundred percent clarity at this time what would it be like to embrace the change embrace having clarity and defining. A new way of being for you, allowing you to just be more of who you are and exploring all of that, right? Right, and and experiencing yeah, that that's... freedom to do what you want to do, right? And and that's what I'm I'm trying I'm trying to do that just you know just little things like I said earlier when I was looking through those you know calendar events things that are coming up in the next few months around the area and thinking, oh, that would be fun to go to or that would be, you know, and just um, noticing that in the past I would have, you know, a lot of times when I hear about these things, I would have just said, well, well, that's on the weekend. I can't do it because I, you know, I have to be with Tom or and he's not going to, you know, want to do it. Or, so I do want to... Not just sit around um, in this time, unless I want to sit around. But I don't. I don't want to get depressed. You know, that's my fear: is that if I don't have this project, meaning Tom is my project, <laughs> I'm just going to end up sitting around by myself, feeling miserable. And um, 
So that's part of the fear, too, is that, you know, I'm not going to do what I need to do or want to do. Hello? Did I lose you? I'm here. I'm here. I'm oh, here. Okay. No, you didn't lose me. I heard you all all along. I just, okay. I don't know what it was, a blip. No, I was here. So, yeah, so I'm I'm going to encourage you to try try it on for size and see how it feels to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? To just really do it. And even though, um, Carol, I know that you I don't have anything available for next week, but please mm-hmm. let me know if you need if you need us to connect. What I would most encourage you is to actually listen to these recordings. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have been or not, but this one I think yeah. is a really important one because we have we have actually I think shifted from a you know into a different place that I would highly encourage you to connect with. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and feel free to reach out to me if you need anything. Well, I really appreciate that, and um, I just thought it was important to do this now while I'm in the middle of. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. No, 100%. Yeah, I was really glad. Yeah. Glad I'm very, very pleased that I was available. And uh, it's amazing because the last two, I think that it happened a similar way, hasn't it? Like, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh. Yeah, I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I left work a little early today because I'm, I'm at home now, but I have a client tonight at 6.30, so... Um, so it kind of worked out. Tomorrow we have our doing commission audit. So that's going to be fun. Perfect. So, yeah, <laughs> give me, you know, let me know. Write to me and let me know how everything goes, okay? All right, I will. Okay. I send you a huge hug, and I hope that everything goes better than you expect it to go. Yeah, me too. Okay. okay. Take very uh, good care. All right, thanks so much. You're very welcome. Bye-bye.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.